views. Your news. Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Have you ever heard of middle child syndrome? I haven't because I'm not a middle child, but it's a theory that middle children are excluded, ignored, or even outright neglected because of their birth order. And supermodel Bella Hadid believes that being a middle child in her very famous family certainly had an impact on her. Being in quarantine with my family, I felt like I was a 16-year-old middle child again. Any middle children know how it feels to be a middle child. Everybody hates me. No one likes me. I'm the black sheep. I'm naturally blonde. I wanted to be the opposite of everyone else in my family. And it was like my brother and my sister buddy-buddying up. And I just felt like the ostracized one. But it's okay. I know they love me. <laughs> right at the end. Gee, but Bella sounds as though she had a fairly tough time, didn't she? No doubt about that. Being a middle child. And our own Ashlyn, who's producing this week, is a middle child. And Judy Maloney, good friend of the show and psychotherapist here in Limerick, is uh, with me as well to help us out with uh, this. Um, Ashlyn, what is it really like then, being a middle child? I didn't really give it too much thought until I saw that clip with Bella Hadid at the weekend. And I was saying it to my brother and I, I was beginning to think that our family does fall into that stereotype like I have an older brother and a younger one so I'm slap bang in the middle of uh, of three kids and I feel like I think middle kids there is kind of a stereotype I always thought that they're better at like um, kind of crisis because they're, they're better at getting in between people do you know whereas some people tend to sulk I think the eldest kids tend to sulk a little bit more maybe that's just a theory I have but um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm an eldest child <laughs> I always had a theory that um, if you sulk, you're more of an eldest child because if a middle child was to sulk, no one would notice that they're not talking. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Could be onto something there. And and is it that sense of being ignored or, or what? Maybe. I think that there's a little bit less pressure maybe being a middle child whereas I feel like the eldest child it's like that Sing Street quote that they're kind of the jet engine they're the first child everything's kind of put into them whereas like I think the parents maybe are a little bit more relaxed maybe um, but then I'm kind of biased as well because I'm the only girl so maybe that kind of cancels it out in a way but um, I looked up Wikipedia about middle child syndrome and it said that they had these certain traits of being secretive a mediator more diplomatic independent loyal social accountant um, compromising and adaptable so that seemed quite positive whereas Bella Hadid seemed very hard done by and being a black sheep feeling very left out Yeah and, and is it your view then that the youngest gets away with all sorts that the older children don't? Yeah absolute murder for my family anyway my little brother absolute caution into wind careless very funny though a uh, great person to be around but doesn't seem to have the weight in the world on him as, as we did at his age <laughs> and, and, and the eldest? Uh, yeah, I, I think eldest kids tend to be the strongest willed. I don't know, I have that opinion anyway. I think that they tend to be the most sure of themselves because I think they've had a lot of responsibility on them maybe because they have to be kind of the the example for the younger ones. Mm, mm. Um, and do you think then that your order among your siblings can affect your friendships outside of the family? 
I do. I saw when I was reading up on this yesterday, I saw that it said that middle children tend to have very close friendships, maybe because they're not as like paired up in the family or maybe they maybe they're not as close with the family. I definitely think that's true. Um, I read something a couple of years back that said if you don't have sisters, you tend to be a lot closer with your friends. I think that's definitely true because I've had like best friends that I like treat like sisters. And I suppose it's almost like a surrogate sister kind of situation. I think it's true for middle children as well that you maybe rely more on your friends um, than you would your siblings. Um, it's interesting anyway. I, I think the eldest gets it toughest really um, because you know, I think our parents are much stricter on the eldest children. You know, the, the middle child can hide in plain sight, you know, duck and dive <laughs> and weave a bit. And then as you say, the youngest child probably does get away with, with a lot more. I think it's much tougher being the eldest yeah, yeah. <laughs> the jet engines. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I really, really, and particularly when the jet engines misfire and you don't get to the levels that were thought of or required at a certain point. <laughs> anyway, we won't talk about that. Uh, Judy, how are you? I'm good, Joe. I'm good. We might go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't doing any psychotherapy on me here today. No, we might do a separate session. Um, but uh, where are you in, in your family order, by the way? Uh, where would you think it would go? I uh, I'd say the eldest. No, no, the baby. Are you? Are you? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't have guessed that. Maybe it's because I see you a very responsible job yes. in here, giving great <laughs> advice. That's probably the reason. And like this is the thing. There, this is a theory going back to around the sixties, the middle child syndrome, and how where our you know our our place in order of birth really impacts us. But but also that's not the only thing. You know, it's personality has to come into it as well. Uh, what's going on in the home at any particular time. Like for me, I'm the baby, but there's 21 years between myself and my eldest. So there's a big, long mm, stretch. No, that is, yeah. So it was kind of like two different families, do you yeah. know, really. So again, that that's going to impact it. And I was all like, I'm quite headstrong, strong-willed. And if I want something, I'll do it. So that is, tech, like Ashley was saying, it's a little bit more Did like you get a eldest. lot more latitude though, Judy? I probably did, you yeah. see. And my parents would have been completely different parents. They, when, that's right. You when you're older, yeah, yourself. Oh my gosh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I know with my eldest child, I was a lot stricter on her than the baby, the youngest. You know, because we, we I suppose, look, and it's age as well. You get older, you're kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, you get more, str- more, I suppose, less stressed about the smaller things. So mm. the youngest tends to get away with a little bit more, mm. not not across the board, but they tend to be kind of risk takers. Mm. They'll just go with it. Yeah, yeah, why not? Whereas the eldest is, a, you know, more responsible because there is a lot, there's a lot of expectation on the first child. Everything is put into it like, and as you said then, you know, it's tough if you don't reach that. So with the eldest child, it doesn't always come confidence either because there can be a sense that the expectations are so high. Right. It might be too high. Yeah. And the middle child, yeah, they do, like, again, it's a theory, but there is a lot of science behind it. And like Ashton was saying, middle children tend to have really strong friendships because scientific, it's scientifically proven at this point that they tend to be the most distant from their parents. Just a more distant, more independent, not necessarily more fractious or anything. But you know, you have the eldest has a certain role in the family. It's very prominent. They're the eldest so they're often put in charge of things like look after your brother and sister or if a family you know, meeting has to be organised or something they'll be in charge of it. The baby then is the baby. So they're, you know, get the attention just because they're the youngest and they probably they always have more additional needs if you think about it. Growing up, they'd be the youngest so they always have to be looked after a little bit more and sometimes that goes on then into adulthood. And the middle child is kind of floating around a little bit forgotten sometimes. Right. We're quite independent, you know. I'm wondering, Ashton, does it manifest itself more when 
as Bella said there earlier, my friend Bella, um, <laughs> it, it, you know, more when, when they're together, the family again, like Christmas, to take that obvious example. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, um, I was with my family there for the weekend and it definitely, those kind of structures that you had as a child that you kind of completely forgot about. And I think that age or time or no matter what you're doing, you could be graduated from college in a full-time job and you kind of go back to that power structure of you know, the eldest making the call the shots and the youngest being mollycoddled. And it, it was gas to see it kind of emerge again. But um, I definitely think it's true about the independence. Um, there's kind of a joke at home that I'll, I'll just go off and do something and then kind of say it afterwards. I don't really seek permission as much maybe as my brothers would. They'd be kind of asking parents for advice, whereas I just tend to go with it. Do you know what I mean? Trust myself a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really fascinating one, those dynamics. I wonder, Julie... Can they change the roles as well? You know, as people grow mm-hmm. and develop and then the family comes back together or, or whatever. And depending on what someone ends up doing in life mm. or, or that actually the eldest ends up doing less of the eldest type oh, roles. Absolutely. I mean, even look at me when you say, well, you see me in a responsible role because I have a responsible role. Yeah. And that's not typical for, we'll say, the youngest child. And for me, it's it's great understanding these things. That's how I always work. It's like go back, get an understanding of where you come from and then translate that into action. It's not just, oh, I'm the middle child. I'm the forgotten one. Okay, that's it. Mm. These aren't these aren't blueprints that are set in stone. So have an understanding and then make changes as well. You don't use these things as um, a justification for how you live. Like, well, I'm the youngest, so I don't care about anything. Or I'm the eldest and I say how it goes because that's it. Mm. It doesn't work like that. And a lot of people fall into these roles and these kind of stereotypes and they don't shift out of them. So they they get stuck in the role and there's no growth there. It's like, well, it is what it is, full stop. And that's not how life is. And, and of course, you know, it, it, it always uh, isn't about where you go, come in the family order either. You know, I know like my other half has calls me out always when we go to my family home mm-hmm. for, you know, sitting there expecting to be served, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and with some, where's my tea? I demand it now. Do you only do uh, that in your family home then? Well, I, I certainly wouldn't get away with it in my own house, I can tell you. But, but, but you know, and, and, and she yeah. will say, no, you get up and you make the tea. And I'm, I'm no, but this, this is my heart. It's true, we do. We, we absolutely fall back into that dynamic. And I see it so much coming up to Christmas. People coming to me and going, oh my God, I have to go home for Christmas now. And I'm dreaded because we just slot back in. It's really, really hard to set new boundaries and be the adult we are now when you go back into that old family dynamic because everyone kind of slots into the old roles. Mm. Um, and like Ashing was saying, you can see it and like you could, you're a grown adult and you still kind of slot back in. So it's just being aware of that. I mean, I mean, do you find time. that, or, or are you the person who expects to be um, getting all the great treatment when you go home? I wonder. Ashley. Not at all. No? I think I think any eldest daughter could not possibly relate to that. I think that's where the the boy and girl kind of difference comes about. But um, no, not at all. Like, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You're a middle child, but you're the eldest daughter. Yeah, that's ah, the thing. And you think there's a big difference? I do. Yeah, right. I think that that separates a little bit because, like, for example, like my brother now would not even think that he'd have to help out with the Christmas dinner. It's not even. It wouldn't even come into his head that, that that would be a thing and I know Christmas is kind of stressful particularly because it's interesting with the roles again in terms of who is to cook and stuff you know so yeah 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 I know I know still not convinced the middle child gets I think I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a great one I'd love to have been a middle child 
Oh, yeah. I would have, yeah. Because I, I, I think you do get away with a lot. Do you know, you can sort of, you know, slip in and out a bit and, yeah. you know what I mean? And sort and of, that's, I'm sure that's the eldest fault. I'm sure the youngest did that. Yeah, and that's where the personality part do you comes know what I mean? in. Actually, <laughs> you know, you can go in and you can kind of get away with a bit and have a bit of freedom if you're confident in yourself. And if you're not, if you're a bit more painfully shy, then you become that kind of lost child. Yeah. So personality definitely plays a part in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Christmas can be so tough, can't oh, it? Yeah. it? Can, it can really be. I mean, for families in general, you oh, know, it can gosh, be fabulous, absolutely. and you know. But the problem is, like, yeah. once you get beyond the first, oh, guys, ages I've seen you, oh, it's great, it's wonderful. La, la, la. Yeah. Then immediately, then the tension yeah. ramps up and up and up and up. Yeah, and suddenly you're you realize, oh, God, we're all in the same house for a couple of hours or a couple of days or whatever it is. And that a couple usually, of days. Yeah. For some people, you know, if they go home, no, like, I know, and I know, young kids, and they kind of move into wherever for the couple of days, that's very stressful. We're not used to it at no. all. No, and we're, we're not is anymore. out the window, you know, and then suddenly you remember, like, as you said, the the initial nostalgia wears off and then you're looking across the table going, Jesus, I yeah. remember now why we don't speak only once a year or whatever. <laughs> you know. Exactly. The other thing is the differences in parenting, parenting mm-hmm. styles yeah. too can be a factor when families when come together, come together yeah. can't it? Absolutely. You and have nieces and nephews and yeah. they're allowed to do something that your kids aren't or vice versa and it really is like a lot of it is, is just about how do you manage it yourself, ground yourself, go out of the room, take a deep breath, come back and go for a walk. You know, do whatever you need to do to manage it so that you're kind of minimising any um, aggravation that's going to happen mm. because there's no, there is no point in all that. I mean, actually, you know, let's say as, a, as an early teen or whatever I mean where did you find the whole middle child thing did you end up getting stroppy or or, or what I don't know I, de- I definitely think there's kind of an attention seeking thing like as Bella Hadid said dyeing your hair differently and stuff like that like I did all that as well because I just wanted to kind of be a bit different yeah. I don't know if that's due to being a middle child um, but yeah no definitely I've seen that in terms of but what I noticed is my brother's two years older than me and he for example got his first phone but because there's only two years in a difference I then got it as well around the same time so I'd say there was a bit of resentfulness there but I noticed like when we were growing up my parents had all these theories like they were reading parenting books and then they had my little brother nine years later and they were all out the window they just decided you know just go with the flow and it definitely impacted his personality you know he's not as there's not as many theories and things you know just he kind of just grew up <laughs> yeah I, I, I think I think it's, it is absolutely fascinating those mm-hmm. those dynamics and and you wonder about you know as I say about, about the parenting styles like you'd like to think that most you know if, if you have a big group together there's a lot of cousins or whatever and you know one cousin's running to mum and dad going oh, mm-hmm. Mary Mary was mean to me that's the sensible thing to do is go look away and start it out yourselves will you you know but you see not but- everyone's sensible and that common sense isn't that common this is the thing you know and you this is what happens or sometimes we yeah. have our own values yeah. and we believe really naively that everyone else has those values as well and yeah. they don't yeah. you know and even within the same family dynamic same, absolutely because again like you said you have the influence of your partner as well so within a family, within the mother, father or whatever, the two parents, those two parents have completely different parenting styles as well. So that's just within the one household. How deeply do you think that affects people, their, who their partner is and their approach to life when they mm-hmm. end up going back into oh, their... massively. Ori- does massively. It? it does, it does. I mean, and not, not, all, not always negatively either, like can be very positive. You can have a partner that kind of pulls you up and... and calls you out but not in a shameful way but you know kind of brings your awareness to certain behaviours you have as well and maybe encourages you to um, 
have a better relationship with your parents. You mm. know, calls you up on your side of it as well, or, right. or just like that kind of supports you if your family dynamic is a little bit difficult and you go in and you're swallowed up in it or whatever, that your partner can be supportive. So it can go either way, but it definitely has a big impact. You spend and the most time with them apart from people in work, really. And do a lot of people use their partners as a tool of blame yes. so that with their own family they'll say oh Jeepers yeah. I'd love to do that now but, you know, but you know yourself I, I mean whatever. like oh, just what can we do it, sometimes yeah that can happen but also like, that can go the other way around you know where families blame the partner oh mm. but sure she's doing this now and you weren't like that and it's an easy one isn't it it's too easy Listen, to blame we, be, we better say for reasons of equality it could be he's doing this now oh yeah absolutely absolutely but it's true we can easily blame slot in people to blame at times and sometimes you know it's okay if you see what's happening and you go, right, I'll take that. That's fine, you know. But, like, it's it's important you, you don't really, how do I say and it, I do think we, plot we, people against each other. We Irish, because of the of the smallness of the country and mm. the way we relate to each other, our our tendency is to use the easy way out, isn't it? Yeah, it is, because we're go, so ah, avoid sure, look, look, I'd, I'd love to, but... Oh, but sure, it's like you go to, you go for a meal, right? And your meal wasn't great or it wasn't what you ordered and the, you know, the, the waiter staff comes down. How was your meal? Oh, it was lovely. It was really nice. And then you go home and you go, Jesus, that was awful. Don't ever eat there. That was terrible. You know, we really have an aversion to any sort of conflict. That's not even conflict. And we view other cultures then yeah. as rude. We do. They're just we do. assertive. They're just assertive. They're just you saying, know? no, that was not acceptable mm-hmm. in this store or whatever yeah. it is. And, and we're that, just going, Ugh. That is easier to do funny enough then with strangers the, o- not the only family. problem in Ireland though is that the person you're giving out of, mm-hmm. about you could find out three days later is a second cousin I know, I know. <laughs> this is it do you yeah. know that that's, oh, yeah. that's the that is really the issue yeah. in Ireland yeah it's so do you small. know what I mean? oh I heard you'd have cut at my brother-in-law in that shop <laughs> That's true. That is Who's true. Who's brother-in-law? I mean, that could... I, so, I mean, having listened to all of this session, are, are you going to go home for Christmas now and go, right, now, this is the way it's going to be from this point forward. Yeah, right, I feel... Christmas and New Year. Completely empowered now. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to demand my dinner. I'm not going to fall into any of these stereotypes. I want everything put up in front of me. My brother, my eldest brother can do it now and I am I feel better about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And you know what they're going to say because um, Ashton's from Tipperary. Going to, that's the Limerick influence, isn't it? Yeah, Limerick. she got notions in Limerick. Uh, she got fierce notions, didn't she? Huh? In Limerick. <laughs> I'm only joking, Tipperary people, honestly. Well, listen, thank you for the excellent advice, as always, and throughout the year, Judy. And uh, thank you, Ashton, for telling us about the, the middle child syndrome. Uh, you, you have largely convinced me that it exists. And at the start of this discussion, I didn't accept that. So I don't know whether that's a good or bad thing, but uh, we, we appreciate that. And uh, Judy, I hope you have a lovely Christmas and New Year. Thank you, Joe. Happy Christmas. And we look forward to chatting to you in 2024. Can you believe that? We're halfway through the 2020s almost. Oh, my God. Mad. Mad. All right, we'll take a break. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe